The Jets lose Elijah Vera Tucker for the season. We'll discuss how they'll navigate today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, October 10th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening to the show on the podcast source and enjoy it, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy this show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find Locked On Jets. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today we're going to talk about Elijah Vera Tucker. The Jets got some very bad injury news Monday on AVT. The team's best offensive lineman, a guy who's been very versatile the last two seasons. He's played both guard and tackle well for the Jets. Unfortunately, Vera Tucker is out for the season because of an injury he suffered Sunday against the Denver Broncos. It was near the end of the first half that he had to leave the game. And it's kind of weird. It's kind of ironic. Second straight season, an October game in Denver, the, the Jets win against the Broncos. They lose They lose Elijah Vera Tucker for the season. In fact, the Jets, unfortunately, this year, in both of their wins, have lost a key offensive player to a torn Achilles. I don't probably don't need to tell you week one against the Buffalo Bills that happened with Aaron Rodgers. And it happens again with Elijah Vera Tucker, just a frustrating injury. You know, on Monday's show, I talked about how there was something poetic about Brees Hall playing such a big role in the Jets win in Denver because a year ago, in October of 2022, Hall suffered a season-ending injury against the Broncos on that same field. And it was kind of a bounce-back game for Brees. Unfortunately for Elijah Vera Tucker, history repeats himself. And for the second straight season, he suffers a, a devastating injury in Denver. And it's a tough loss for the Jets. Uh, this is an offensive line that, you know, kind of felt like it had found the right pieces. Vera Tucker. Now, I think Vera Tucker was actually in the middle of having a rough game at the tackle position, but we knew heading into the season, offensive line was a big question mark for this team. And we know quite frankly that the Jets did not have a very good plan at the tackle position because they were depending on a 38 year old left tackle in Dwayne Brown. They were depending on Makai Becton, who really had not played a full game in over two years. And it really was not working very well the first two weeks of the season. And then Brown goes down with an injury, and the Jets kind of have to go into emergency mode. They have to play a bunch of guys out of position, including Vera Tucker at tackle. But it felt like that mix actually improved, even if it wasn't the plan. Uh, the Jets got started getting better offensive line play after they made that change. And once again, Vera Tucker, a key player on this offensive line. A year ago, the Jets were even more injury-prone up front, and they essentially flopped Vera Tucker all over the line. I mean, he started at right guard, then he moved to left tackle, then he moved to right tackle. And he played well at all three positions. Vera Tucker is a key player on this line. Probably the best Jets offensive lineman. A guy who, when he's on the field, plays at a really high level, unfortunately. And we, you know, we've kind of been through this with Mekhi Becton, although I think Becton's play has been much more up and down when he's been on the field. You can't blame a player for getting injured. In fact, these two these two injuries with Vera Tucker, both really freak injuries. I mean, nothing that would even suggest that a player's injury prone. Just really bad fortune. 
and it happens to come on the same field. But it puts the Jets in a really tough spot on the offensive line. Now, I presume Max Mitchell is going to take over at the right tackle position. And he's a, he's a complete wild card. We don't know what we're getting up out of Max Mitchell. He was a fourth-round pick a year ago. He was pressed into starting duty in what was supposed to be a redshirt year for him and did not play that well. But he wasn't supposed to play a year ago. He really was not up to the task of, of starting because he, you know, he wasn't strong enough. He, he needed a year in the weight room at least. Now the Jets are going to have to depend on him. I presume he's the guy that's going to take over because he's the guy that came in for AVT on Sunday. And I think that this injury also now puts the Jets in a bad spot because the return of Dwayne Brown at some point actually might be really important. And I'm not sure how much Dwayne Brown has left in the tank, but you're kind of back at the point where maybe you're depending on Dwayne Brown a bit because with the line as constituted, it wasn't a great offensive line. It certainly was not a top 10 level offensive line. But I think you got enough out of it that you could have lived with that line. Now with AVT out, it could change everything. I mean, a lot of it does depend on how Max, Max Mitchell will play. And on Sunday in Denver, I think there were some good moments for him. And I think there were some bad moments for him. But you're essentially rolling the dice on a second-year, fourth-round pick. And when you're dealing with players like that, you don't really know what you're going to get. This injury also could not come at a worse week for the Jets because they're going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, a team with as deep of a defensive line, as deep of a group of edge rushers as exists in the NFL. So this is a really tough spot for this team. It's kind of odd because Nathaniel Hackett on Sunday against Denver kind of got away from leaving extra blockers. He was doing it a lot uh, the previous two weeks after this new offensive line took shape. He did not leave a lot of tight ends or running backs in to help out with the blocking uh, this past Sunday in Denver. That's going to have to change. The Jets are going to have to give, especially with Max Mitchell, they're going to have to give him plenty of help. And beyond that, I mean, everybody else just needs to pick up their game. Everybody who's playing well needs to play even better. And guys who are not playing well, they need to deliver. Because whenever you whenever you weaken one spot on the offensive line, it's up to everybody else to pick the team up. So Mikai Becton, who's been not that great, if we're going to be honest, at the two spots, but did play probably his best game on Sunday, Jets really need him to be solid going forward. Lakin Tomlinson, who's been as big of a disappointment as a free agent signing a guard can be in his two seasons with the Jets. He needs to pick it up. Connor McGovern, who I don't think is having that great of a season, who's been really good the last two years, but hasn't been that good this year, in my view, he's got to pick it up. And Joe Tipman, the, the young guard, this is going to be a test for Joe Tipman because whenever the tackle changes next to you and you're at the guard position, you don't know how that's going to impact you. I think sometimes we sell short just how much the quality of play next to you can impact your impact your level of play. I mean, it's a little bit of a reverse, but I remember Debrickishaw Ferguson in 2006 had a really solid rookie season. Now, this is tackle being, being impacted by guard. We're talking about guards being impacted by tackle. But 2006, Debrickishaw Ferguson had a really solid rookie season. He played all 16 games for the Jets with Pete Kendall next to him. Jets had a contract dispute with Kendall the following year. He ended up getting traded. The Jets replaced him with Adrian Clark at left guard. Suddenly, people were talking about DeBrickshaw Ferguson being a disappointment. Then one year later, the Jets replaced Clark with Pete uh, with uh, Alan Fanica. Suddenly, DeBrickshaw went back to being a really good tackle. The guy next to you can have a big impact. So it's not just that the Jets got weaker at tackle. I worry a little bit about the residual effect this could have on the line because I do think Tipman has gotten off to a pretty solid start for this team. And I think part of that's because AVT has been pretty good at, at the right tackle position. You know, the, the offensive line at this point is kind of the question mark for this team outside of quarterback, of course, but with Brees Hall running the ball really well with 
Garrett Wilson still in the mix. You've got some playmakers on this offense. The defense, it has its issues at the start of the game, but we know that there's enough talent there for this to be an excellent unit, even if it's not the 85 Bears, as DJ Reed suggested. But the offensive line is now, once again, a big question mark. I think, you know, look, you can if you want to get mad at the front office, you can really question what the plan was at tackle heading into the season because part of the reason you're in this mess is they did not really plan all that well at the tackle position because you have to remember, again, putting AVT at the ta- at right tackle was kind of an emergency move. They didn't really have another option. This was not the plan A. So you can get frustrated with the front office, but it's not going to do the Jets a whole lot of good right now. The Jets need to figure out how this works. And I guess the simplest solution is hopefully Max Mitchell shows that he's ready to play. Hopefully Max, Max Mitchell is not a weakness at, at right tackle. And that could really play a big role in determining whether this season's a success or a failure for the Jets. Now, head on the Lockdown Jets podcast. We'll continue our discussion of Elijah Vera Tucker. This injury, unfortunately, is going to open up some pretty big question marks, not just this year, but going forward, especially when we're talking about a decision the Jets will have to make on APT this offseason. We'll discuss that in a little bit more detail as we continue this Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Jets podcast. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Game Time. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to the big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you'll know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. And you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. I've used Game Time in the past. It's super easy to use. If you're looking for last-minute tickets, you know there's none of the extra steps that a lot of other ticket, uh, ticket sites have. You can get your ticket. You can get a view from your seat, so you know you're not going to have deal with a surprising, obstructed view. You want to go to Jets Eagles this Sunday? Game Time is a great option for you. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N N F L. No space for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. And a big shout out to Everydayers. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes Monday through Friday and then bonus episodes as needed. Today we're talking about Elijah Vera Tucker, the Jets lineman who seemed like he was kind of on a Pro Bowl trajectory. Unfortunately, is out for the season with a torn Achilles tendon, the second straight year where he suffers a season-ending injury in October. And in a cruel twist of irony, it's the second straight year this happens in a game in Denver against the Broncos, and the Jets happened to win both games. So I guess that's a bit of a silver lining. But the Jets are really going to be in a tough spot on the offensive line without AVT. Beyond that, though, th- this complicates a decision that I think this offseason was going to be obvious prior to the injury. This offseason, the Jets will need to make a decision on Elijah Vera Tucker's fifth-year option. Now, the way this works is first round picks get four year contracts in the NFL draft, but the team has an option for the fifth year and the option's pretty expensive these days. And the option is now guaranteed. So once you pick up the option, it's guaranteed money. And that's a change. That's, that's changed over the last couple of years. The option did not used to be guaranteed. So the, the, the decision that it needs to be made by the team after the player's third season, but before his fourth season begins, so it, it's, you kind of have to project these things a year out. Will you want to keep this player? Now, I think before this injury, it was obvious the Jets were going to pick up AVT's option. 
I think this complicates it a little bit. Now, you could say ABT is injury prone, but these are both kind of freak injuries. So I, I don't know that that's necessarily fair. Um, you know, we could talk about whether or not this pick has worked out, whether the trade up has worked out, whether whether that whether any of that's true. It's just bad luck more than anything. I, I think that this is a case. You know, sometimes players are, are kind of injury prone coming into the league, and you say, you know, maybe the team missed something. I think you know, if you go back a decade. There was a corner the Jets drafted in the first round, Dee Milner, who had a lot of injuries in his college career at Alabama and had struggled to stay on the field. And that was a point where you could say, you know, I don't know if the Jets really did did a good enough job scouting this guy's medicals. Or if you want to go back two decades, the Jets drafted Dwayne Robertson, a defensive tackle out of Kentucky, who had a bone-on-bone -bone condition. That was clearly a case where the Jets' medical staff messed up because they, they apparently didn't realize his knee had, had a de degenerative condition at the point they drafted him. This was a case where a guy just, just suffered two freak injuries. And I think as much as anything, the decision's going to come down to the doctors. Now, last year's triceps injury, you knew he'd come back from that. You knew that would not be something that would impact his ability to play football effectively. The Achilles tendon tear, it's a little bit different. You know, we've talked about this a bit with Aaron Rodgers, and the with the caveat, I'm not a doctor, but from people I've read who actually do know about this stuff, First of all, there's nothing that you could do to predict it. We, I mean, we, there's a lot we don't know about Achilles tears, but everything we do know at this point in time suggests that it's just a random occurrence when it happens, that there's nothing that could have been done to predict it. You're not necessarily prone to suffering an Achilles injury, but it can have an impact. It can impact your mobility for a long time. And I think that this leads to a couple different questions. First of all, you know, will AVT be able to come back and play at the old play at the level he's played at will he be able to move as well and there's a second layer to this because i think there's a bit of a question long term about where his home eventually is is it tackle or is it guard and there are arguments to be made for both you could say guard is probably the spot he fit he fits in better because he doesn't really have great arm length but you could also argue that even if he'd be a better guard maybe he's more valuable at tackle because it's harder to find tackles than it is to find guard so you could make an argument that AVT being a good tackle would be more valuable to the Jets than him being a great guard because it's tougher to find good tackles and the difference between between a good tackle and a great guard. You know, you'd still maybe you'd rather have the good tackle just in terms of how you build your team. There are arguments to be made either way, but if his movement skills are impacted, there's a scenario where you might say, well, maybe that takes him out of the tackle mix going forward, but he can still play guard because you don't need to be as athletic to play guard. You don't need to move as well. You have to remember at the tackle position, you're protect you're pr protecting the edge. You know you don't really have much help. Whereas a guard, you have a guy to your right and a guy to your left, so you don't really need to move laterally as well because you know you're not going to have to move as far. There's a, if anybody goes too far to either side of you, the guy next to you is going to pick him up. So there are lots of different layers to this decision, and a lot we don't know right now. A lot, quite frankly, only the Jets medical staff can figure out because they're the ones who will be looking at him and they're the ones who will be able to project these things so you know these are questions i can't really answer there's also the question though do you count on avt going forward and we this was a conversation we had quite a bit about mckay becton over the last two years and my view in general with becton was i don't think you could count on him moving forward now fortunately he's played the first five games this year and it seems like to some extent that gamble's paying off although i don't think his play has been that great I think with AVT, these and not, not that Becton Becton's injuries were both kind of freak occurrences, but they were both you know the same knee, and you do worry about that knee going forward. 
AVT, these are both kind of just freak occurrences. So I'm not sure that you necessarily worry that he's going to re re injure these things. I don't know that either of these injuries is likely to reoccur, but it's a tough spot because, you know, there's a guy who's played less, who will have played less than half the games the last two seasons. And, you know, it, it's puts the Jets in a really tough spot. And again, it's not his fault. You can't blame a player for getting injured, especially the injuries he suffered. But it complicates things going forward. I think this was a player who was well on his way to getting a second contract for the Jets. I still think he'll get one. I still think at this point in time, if you ask me, I'd probably still go forward with giving him a second contract. But it complicates things in a way that maybe things weren't complicated before. Now, head here on the Locked on Jets podcast, we're going to turn our attention to another player. A guy who's kind of been an afterthought for this team, Nicole Hardman. And now is the subject of trade rumors. And I got to be honest with you, I don't understand why. I think that this is a, it would be a puzzling decision for the Jets to trade Hardman. And I'll explain why continuing this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel. Jump into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Again, that's $200 in bonus bets win or lose. And if, you, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Jets played the Eagles this weekend. Lots of anticipation for this game in the Jets fan base. Can they pull an upset? Jets have played really well against teams that have been viewed as the elite teams in the in the league so far. Jets beat Buffalo. They played a very strong game against Kansas City. Can they do it again against Philadelphia? Well, the odds makers don't really believe in the Jets. Eagles are about a touchdown favorite in this one. So if you think the Jets are going to play well, Head over to FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday. We've been talking about Elijah Vera Tucker, but there's another player in the news for the Jets on this Tuesday, and that's Mecole Hardman. And if you've been following Mecole Hardman this year, when he's been in the news, the topic has been why he's not playing. And... It, there's not really a clear answer to that. Now, I do think when the Jets signed Hardman this offseason, they were banking on him being their primary kickoff and punt returner, and then Xavier Gibson kind of won those jobs in the preseason. I don't know why he's not playing on offense, though, because the Jets are giving a lot of snaps to Randall Cobb, and Randall Cobb right now is probably the number three receiver if you're looking at the snap distribution. He's on pace for 68 yards this season, and that's, that's over 17 games. He's on pace for double-digit yards a guy who's a primary receiver in this offense. I think it's fair to say that Randall Cobb is at the end of his career. And it's nothing that we could not have predicted. We knew Randall Cobb was signed because he's Aaron Rodgers' friend. Jets were essentially were trying to make Aaron Rodgers as happy as possible. So they brought in a lot of friends of Aaron Rodgers. And we knew Cobb did not have a lot left in the tank. And a rumor has come out from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that the Jets are now perhaps looking at trading Mecole Hardman. Now, one thing I want to make clear, I'm not a huge Mecole Hardman guy. I was very lukewarm on that signing. I, I felt like this was a guy who did not produce big numbers in Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Last year after the Tyreek Hill trade, there was every opportunity for him to claim the number one job at the wide receiver position there, and he really did not do it. So listen, I, I'm not the biggest Mecole Hardman cheerleader out there. But what I will say is, Nicole Hardman brings a lot more to the table than Randall Cobb. First of all, he's got a speed element to him. Defenses at least have to respect his speed. Randall Cobb has no speed left. Nicole Hardman also has, at least to a certain extent, big playability. 
Now he doesn't have the big playability Kansas City was hoping for when they drafted him. He's not. He was not a guy who consistently produces home runs the way maybe Tyreek Hill does. I think when the Chiefs got him, they were kind of hoping Hill and Hardman would be really what Hill and Jalen Waddle are now in Miami, two speedsters who just put defense to just put enormous amounts of stress on the defense. Hardman doesn't really do that, but he can produce the occasional splash play. And again, defenses need to account for his speed because he's at least capable of doing it, even if he can't do it consistently. Despite my reservations about Nicole Hardman, there's really not much question he brings more to the table than Randall Cobb. I mean, you know what was funny is a week ago in the game against Kansas City, people were talking about how Nicole Hardman had his season high in snaps on offense, which were six. Six snaps. Well, Randall Cobb is, you know, consistently getting 30 to 40% of the snaps each week. It really just doesn't make much sense. Cobb is giving you zero. Randall Cobb should retire right now. Uh, he shouldn't be on the team. I don't think the Jets are are gaining anything by having Randall Cobb get a roster spot. If you think he's that helpful in the locker room, just hire him as like an assistant coach or something. Nicole Hardman should be playing. I, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why the Jets would want to trade Hardman. Yeah, I, I get Xavier Gibson has maybe taken the returner job. Well, Xavier Gibson also put two punt, punt returns on the ground on Sunday. I don't think I'd want to trade away my insurance in, in Hardman. I think ultimately this signing was a sign of disconnect between the front office and the coaching staff. If you look at Hardman, he fits the profile of a lot of free agents Joe Douglas signed. Guys with elite athletic testing coming out of college, guys who were high draft picks, but maybe weren't totally awful, but like, but disappointing relative to their draft status. And Douglas gives them like a moderate amount of money and hopes that he hits a home run with one of them. That, that's a typical Joe Douglas signing. You know, the, the draft, the early pick disappointment with amazing athletic tools who maybe there's something there. And it seems like the coaching staff had no intention of using him. Nathaniel Hackett's really focused on using his old Packers guys, Alan Lazard, which Lazard is one of the three best receivers on the team. So I don't have no issue with that, but especially Cobb. It seems like Nathaniel Hackett's like letting his relationship with Cobb and maybe his relationship with Aaron Rodgers getting in the way of what's right for this football team because Cobb just should not be getting this playing time. And if we're going to trade Hardman, I'd at least like to see him get some snaps with this team, at least show that he can't really help this team on offense. Now, if they want to give some of those snaps to Xavier Gibson, that's fine. But I still think Hardman, look, there was a reason they brought Hardman in. And it just seems like they're, they're, they're adamantly opposed to using him. And it's really something that I, I don't understand entirely. I've heard some suggestions that Hardman was brought in specifically for Aaron Rodgers. Well, what was Randall Cobb brought? Who was Randall Cobb brought in for? So the idea that you're going to trade Hardman because, well, he was he was brought in for Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers isn't here, so we got to get rid of him. Well, it doesn't. It that makes sense until you consider that Randall Cobb's still going to be here. Hardman should be playing. Hardman should not be traded. I mean, look, I wish I wish there was a better option, but there's a clear way to upgrade this offense at the receiver position right now, and it's not by trading Mecole Hardman. It's by playing him. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on the podcast, worse, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and send in your mailbag questions. Tomorrow we will have our weekly mailbag show.